Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Hey, we're picking up Mark chapter 1, where we were yesterday. We covered just two verses yesterday, verses 21 through 22. So let's read those again and finish this account. This is really interesting. So Mark chapter 1, verse 21 says this. They, that's Jesus and the entourage, his disciples, went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and began to teach. This is what Jesus did on the Sabbath. He would gather together with the people, and he would he would teach. Okay, if he was asked, he would teach. Verse twenty two. They were amazed at his teaching, for his teaching them, he was teaching them, as one having authority, and not as the scribes. Now let me stop here for a moment again. Again, Jesus is teaching with authority, with power. Okay. He wasn't teaching as one of the little mealy-mouthed scribes, okay, that mandated you adhere to the law, adhere to the law, but they themselves were hypocrites, as Jesus would say later on. So he's there teaching. The people are amazed. Watch what happens. Verse 23. Just then, and don't you love the way Mark does this? You'll see it all the way through. You'll see the word immediately, 40-something times. And then these little phrases like, just then. In other words, he's pushing the story along. He's pushing the narrative along. He wants us to see that the, the life that Jesus lived and the life that we, that we are supposed to live as kingdom creatures is that of immediacy, that of the moment. What is it the Lord wants to do right now at this time? Not this mindset that most of us are raised in that, well, if somebody needs to get right with God, then they need to go to church next Sunday morning, and then they would need to sit through a sermon, and they need to respond in a certain kind of way. No, it is now. So Jesus is teaching. He's there on the Sabbath. He's teaching. Just then, there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit. Now, an unclean spirit is a demonic spirit. We'll see it called that in other places also. So there's a man in the synagogue with an unclean spirit. There's a man in the church with a demon. How does that make you feel? <laughs> Some people get really nervous about that. Get a little anxious, huh? <laughs> Nothing to fear. No, no. A lot of times we sit there and say, well, that doesn't happen today. We don't have that kind of stuff today. Uh, no, you would be just grievously in error if you think that. Okay? Uh, the scripture is full of demonic activity then and now. Nowhere does it say it ceases. I mean, people actually come along, well, we got the Bible now, so that doesn't happen anymore. Really? I mean, uh, with all the love I can muster, how dumb is that? Okay, He has an unclean spirit. He's sitting in the synagogue. So it's a man. He's learning. He's there where he's supposed to be. And, you know, sometimes people sit there and say, well, do we have people unclean spirits sitting in our churches today? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How do you know? Well, I've encountered them. <laughs> okay. Sometimes when you're standing up for preaching or teaching or leading the worship, whatever it is, you can look out there and you can see them. You can see. Sometimes the Lord will allow it to be seen. Other times you can't. Not always. Okay. But the Lord will give you discernment if, if you ask for it, if you have eyes to see, if you allow the Holy Spirit to open your eyes and reveal things to you. Okay, So this man with unclean spirit there, and he cries out. He yells out while Jesus is teaching. Well, that's a little disruptive, isn't it? Verse 24, and he says this, 
What business do we have with each other, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. So this man is crying out, but keep in mind that it's the unclean spirit that's crying out. Okay, this is the unclean spirit that's using the body of this man to cry this out. We don't know anything about the man. We don't know how the unclean spirit came in him. We don't know anything about that. But this unclean spirit says, ask him some questions, asking Jesus of Nazareth. He says, what business do we have with each other? In other words, why are you here right now? What are you doing here? Have you come to destroy us? See, they know. They know what their ultimate destiny is. This unclean spirit, this demonic thing knows this ultimate destiny is that of destruction. And he's saying, have you come now to destroy us? And then they just double down these things. I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And so even in trying to be disruptive, and this is something that demons will do and Satan will do, they will speak truth in the name of a lie. Okay? They will speak truth in the name of a lie. They're trying to lie to you. They're trying to deceive you, and they will use truth to deceive you. Jesus is the Holy One of God. Okay? He is. And they're declaring that, and they're trying to be disrupted. Look what Jesus does, verse 25. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. So you see the rebuking goes to the unclean spirit, (laughs) which has a pronoun him here, by the way. Jesus rebuked him, the unclean spirit, saying, Be quiet, come out of him. It's commanded two things. To be quiet, in other words, quit talking. Jesus didn't want himself to be revealed then. He particularly didn't want himself to be revealed by an unclean spirit. So he tells him to shut up, which he has to do when Jesus says that. And he tells him to come out of him, which he has to do. And just about always, they'll put on a fancy little show for the crowd. Verse 26, throwing him into convulsions, the unclean spirit cried out with a loud voice, and came out of him. Now, it doesn't mean that they have to be come out with a loud voice. A lot of times that's taught. Sometimes people, uh, by practice and deed, do that. And they believe that there has to be yelling and screaming and gnashing of teeth, or it's not a real demon and it hasn't really come out. No, it can come out silently. It can come out quietly. It can come out by the declaration of, I reject you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, you no longer have authority in my life. Leave me. Leave me. You can declare that. <laughs> a lot of times people say, well, you're praying that. Well, it's not really a prayer. It's a declaration to the power of darkness that you as a believer are no longer going to cooperate with him. Now, you do that by the power of the blood of Jesus. You do that by the power of the Spirit, and you give thanks to God for the power that makes that demon leave. But you, as a believer, can declare that. Now, people will come along and say, well, a believer can't have an unclean spirit. Yeah, they can. Yeah, they can. You can't be possessed, but you can be depressed and you can be possessed by an unclean spirit. You can open up doors in your life. It won't be within the spirit because that's where the Holy Spirit resides within us, but it'll be within the soulish realm. And you can be under that type of demonic influence. You won't be possessed, but you'll be highly influenced. So it throws this man into convulsion. The unclean spirit comes out. It yells. It screams. Verse 27, they were all amazed. So they debated among themselves saying, what is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. 
Ah, that's the tie-in to the authority. See, Jesus came teaching. Jesus came preaching. But it, just, it wasn't just with words. It was with authority. And here, when the moment presented himself, he dealt with this unclean spirit and told it to leave. He wasn't just all talk. Paul picks up on that later. When he's talking, uh, was it the Corinthians, I think? When he says, hey, you know, when I came to you, I didn't come to you in word only, but I came to you in word and in power. Well, what power is he talking about? Yeah, it's the power of God. So Jesus did the same things, folks. We are to do the same thing. But generally speaking, hear me carefully here. The Western church is powerless, so powerless. We will cry out to God, oh, Lord, help us, oh, Lord, do this one. And God has given us power and authority to live in, in the way he wants us to. Also to encourage and exhort one another to do that, to, to help one another live lives of freedom and liberty, to cast out demons. He tells us this all through the scripture. We refuse to believe and we want to go, oh, Lord, help us, oh, Lord. And, and you know, his response is basically, hey, I've given you what you need right here, but you won't appropriate it. What are you doing? Okay, what are you doing? Last verse for today, Mark 1, 28. Immediately, the news about him spread everywhere into all the surrounding district of Galilee. Yeah, they didn't have to go out and develop some church growth program, did they? They didn't have to go out and do cutesy little things to try to be attractive and get people to come eat their hamburgers, did they? Uh-uh. Folks, pay attention to what the Word says. Let's do it that way. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you the next time. Goodbye.